what is it like to be trained up in one academic pursuit and then feel great fulfillment in pursuing another business? That's the topic of our conversation today with author Rebecca Louisa Smith, the author of Born to Do It, Becoming a Leader of a Business Niche Using Powerful Spiritual Techniques. Today on Beyond Adversity, episode number 134 with Dr. Brad Miller. And it hit me on the head when one of my friends said to me at a conference, don't you think that academia is the best thing in the world? And I was like, no. Hi, this is Nancy McKay from AmazingOutlookCoaching.com. I've had an amazing experience talking with Dr. Brad Miller on the Beyond Adversity podcast, which helps you overcome adversity and find peace of mind. Hello, good people, and welcome to the Beyond Adversity podcast, episode number 134. I'm Dr. Brad Miller. I'm here to be helpful to you to help you to navigate adversity and to emerge in a place of peace, prosperity, and purpose. At our website, drbradmiller.com, you can find all kinds of helpful resources for you there, including over 100 episodes of our podcast where we interview and talk to great leaders and teachers and authors who can help you to move beyond adversity and find peace of mind. That's the case today as we have a great author with us. Her name is Rebecca Louisa Smith. She can be found at Rebecca LouisaSmith.com. And her book is called Born to Do It, Becoming a Leader of a Business Niche Using Powerful Spiritual Techniques. She comes to us from the world of film. She had pursued an academic degree, a PhD, and was on a track to teach film when she found herself called, called into the world of film festival promotion. And she teaches us today about how spiritual techniques are a powerful force in helping one to find your proper pathway in life for you to answer the questions of, of what do I really want to do with my life? What is my dream job? And why am I not enjoying what I do? And what can I do then to pursue the path that is most fulfilling to me? You're going to love this conversation today with Rebecca Louisa Smith from RebeccaLouisaSmith.com. The book is Born to Do It. Let's get into that conversation right now. Her name is Dr. Rebecca Louisa Smith, and she has a new book called Born to Do It. The subtitle is Becoming a Leader in the in a of a business niche niche be using powerful spiritual techniques. She comes from the world of filmmaking. She is a doctor of film studies. She's uh, worked in, uh, she's in the UK and based out of there and has worked, produced movies in, in Wales and other countries, and especially in the horror film genre, which is uh, one of my favorites. And uh, she uses her fil- knowledge of the film festival business to help be inspiring to other people. And she has an innovative company, the Film Festival Doctor, and she is using her business skills in conjunction with spiritual techniques to help people like you to find your way in business and to grow your business. And her book is called Born to Do It. And she can she has her website is RebeccaLouisaSmith.com. 
www.beyondadversity.com. Rebecca, Louisa, welcome to Beyond Adversity. Thank you so much, Brad. Really, really nice to meet you and to be on this show. Well, that is awesome. And I'm just so glad to have you uh, with me today. And it, it just uh, I love to have creative sorts of folks uh, with me here on Beyond, Beyond Adversity, because so many people get stuck in life and uh, in whatever situation they are in. And sometimes it takes creative thinking and creative folks such as yourself to help us to do that. And you, you have had uh, some experience with your own life and helping others to kind of break through a little bit. But the, the theme of our of our what we'd like to teach you is helping people get beyond adversity and i just got a feeling in your life that you may have had some time in your life when you were a little bit stuck or had some things to face that you had to make some decisions maybe an aha moment and i just like for you to share a little bit maybe out of your own experience kind of what led you to write this book out of maybe some experiences that you had yeah so that's a really good point so the book talks about how to tap into your sole purpose which in other words is what you were born to do and what you on this earth to do and then it teaches you how to start up your first business using spiritual techniques and business practices. So this occurred to me when I tapped into my soul purpose, it came all by accident. I didn't know I did it until someone told me later on in life. But I was studying for my PhD in Wales and Aberystwyth. And I was enjoying it. You know, it was like it was it was work. It was a thing to do and it was part of what I thought I needed to do. And then a friend of mine who works at theatre said to me, I've been asked to produce a horror film festival do you want to help out because I'm not really sure what to do at the moment it's all new and I was like yeah it's happy distraction then when I was doing that uh producing the festival and really in, enjoying working in the festival world I had this aha moment and I sat down and thought my heart is not in academia this is not what I want to do with my life you know I spent a lot of time into it I want to complete the PhD but my heart and my soul is really living in the world of film festivals that's what I'm supposed to be doing so I had to suddenly sit down and thought, am I having a funny turn? <laughs> yeah. And went through it again. I had weeks just debating it. But the more that I was involved in the festival, the more I was hands-on and everything and just being involved in it with filmmakers and doing my thing there. It's actually my thing was my sole purpose. It's what I'm supposed to do. And then that's when my business uh, was born. When I found a gap in the market, using my PhD skills, but found a gap in the market in terms of there was nobody um, at the time really helping filmmakers get their films seen at festivals and I began to get this knowledge in fact I could do a business and that was because that festival brought it out of me this is what I was supposed to be doing with my life not yeah so you're on track to be a professor to be in the academic world as a film studies professor and then realize that uh you were getting you you're, you were getting more joy and more fulfillment out of really hands-on the process there it was it was a case of actually when I woke up in the morning I just couldn't wait to get to the festival and sorting out the films and getting everything organized welcoming the filmmakers working with the guests but also helping them get the film seen further and giving them tips and I thought I think I'm doing a business but secondly I don't feel this same euphoria like I do for my PhD Mm -hmm. what I'm doing on it I love my thesis I mean yes it's something that is quite passionate but it's not the same type of passion, something I could do for the rest of my life to become mm-hmm. and publish it and then be like an author in terms of academia and go to conferences and start teaching. That I actually really hated teaching. I did again mm-hmm. the extra cash at the university at the time, but thinking this is not me. It's not actually this academia world is not making me lose all sense of time. And it hit the nail on the head when one of my friends said to me at a conference, don't you think that academia is the best thing in the world? And I was like, no 
<laughs> that was the moment. That was the moment. So it was a moment. Your penny but, dropped. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Rebecca Louisa, the, the one of the things that I find interesting about your story, and so many people have the story, they get into a track. They get into a career track, whatever it is. It could be working in a factory or it could be, you know, as a teacher or a pastor or, uh, in, you know, a, a lawyer or something. And they get kind of pigeonholed that way, or they kind of get stuck in that groove, right? I sometimes call it the malaise of mediocrity. You just get stuck there. Yeah. But most people uh, stay stuck there. They get obligations, they get on track, and it's hard to break out of it. What do yeah. you suggest either happen to yourself or to others to what are some bold actions? What are some things that, that you have to do to try to break out of whatever this track is to get onto what you are, as you say, your sole purpose, S-O-U-L, your sole purpose. Uh, what are some actions that you took or maybe you suggest people can take to, uh, to break out of that? The thing I kind of the key advice I'd give anybody is to really ask yourself, what do you feel most drawn to and, what's make, and what makes you feel alive? So a friend of mine had a similar situation to what you just described. He was doing what he called the dog's body or the dead end jog. Mm. And do you enjoy it? And he said, no, but it, it pays the bills. Right. What is it that you really love to do that isn't what you do for a job, but what do you really love doing? And he said, well, I actually do like um, creating candles and doing arts and crafts. That's a hobby. And what well, is it a hobby? Because if you love doing that and what you have created is great. Is there a business there to do this full time? Surely there must be. And then eventually it became his business. And he said, I felt like I lost all my life in that job, just being sucked out of me, nine to five, you know, on a routine Monday, nothing inspiring, nothing creative. Now I'm creating these candles and selling them. It's kind of like a big thing on Instagram. So that was incredible. So it really is something that makes you feel that you are actually living your life to the full degree, to its full potential, the best version of yourself. You don't feel like it's work either. It kind of feels like just part of your identity, part of your life, part of what you do. It doesn't, it's not like a job, you know, it is work, but it's not mm -hmm. a job. Yeah. Nine to five. One of the ways that I think is interesting, one way, uh, interesting way of looking this whole uh, thinking here, Rebecca Louisa, is that um, if you're on a job, it is energy draining, meaning if it's this area where it is, not fulfilling but if you're doing work that is fulfilling it is energy producing and it fulfills you and that's a good thing to do as well and one of the things i think is interesting about this is how we need power to do things and i'm just interested in what you would consider a source of power perhaps any power even beyond yourself that helps to energize us to make these decisions this could be a spiritual thing it could be uh, uh, meditation, something along that line, perhaps. But tell me a little bit about your life and what do you think are some ways people can draw on a power greater than themselves to help facilitate this change? One of the things I recommend is uh, when you wake up in the morning, <clears throat> is how does your body feel? Um, like, is there something where you just pretty much, when you do start something like this, something you like to do, where just all kind of time passes? And that's a step in the right direction to unlocking like your sole purpose. And one way to do that, actually, is to actually ask someone else. <laughs> so a friend of mine uh, owes everything to her mom because she was moping around the house and not sure what to do. And her mom said, well, you like TV. Why don't you want to get a job working in TV? And then she did. And she was like, oh, my God, I'd never look back because it's just the best thing to do is producing TV shows. 
something I just worked my way into, but I was determined to do it. What people also need to also understand <clears throat> is that we, everybody has a sole purpose, not just something that a few people have in the world. Everyone has it. And no sole purpose is identical to each other. It's your own unique blueprint. And it's the kind of thing where once you unlock it, you can just like run with it. And then you'll be on to the point where you'll be so successful. Every day will feel victorious and it will feel like an absolute joy to do what you're doing. And you start to really care about what you do more and you have an investment in it and you don't feel to the point where you have to make money from it. It's more what you do, but it's not like it's just a job about, it's all about the money. It's all about the joy that brings to you and other people who then recommend you. Yeah. I love that phrase that you had there is the, the, the joy of the living day as victorious. I love that uh, turn of a phrase that you just did, did there. And I think it's so special. And yet we have to, for many people, they deal with this reality, you know, got to pay the bills and all that type of thing. And maybe you have a uh, obligations, spouse or children or mortgage or whatever it is, you have to do that. And there's a lot of pressure with that. And so what you also help people do is to find a niche, find a brand, find a way to make this happen. And so I'm interested in uh, what kind of process you use to help folks in your coaching that you do to help people find a brand or a niche that they can make a good living at and still find this fulfillment. Because, you know, that's a rare thing in many ways. So help us a little bit here. Give us a little guidance. So the first thing to do is when you tune into your soul purpose, you know what it is that you are born to do. So the next question is, can you make um, a business out of this? Because, I mean, sometimes it could be a case where there might not be a demand for what you do. So, for example, if it's something rare like collecting war stamps or something, you know, something quite very, very, very niche, is there a market for it? So there's several processes that I take into account for this. First of all is what niche are you an expert in? So, for example blogging, buying and selling houses, wealth management, fashion, beauty. And in my case, it was film. So obviously your sole purpose will guide you towards which niche it is, but you've got to really pin it down and go, well, what area is it? Then you'll know which area of your niche you're most equipped to help people with. So say, for example, let's use social media. Uh, Social media is quite broad. There's obviously LinkedIn, there's Pinterest, there's Facebook, there's Instagram. So you know probably a lot about that, but what area do you know the most about within that niche? So, for example, is it how to use Facebook to grow your business or how to use Instagram to grow your business, for example, or creating video content for LinkedIn? These are all niches. So think about the kind of micro area of your niche that you're most passionate about and also have the most knowledge about to create a business. And obviously, through that, you'll be very passionate about teaching it. Um, and then at that point, you'll also know at this point, how, uh, equip, how you know what you're most equipped to help people with so when you break that down you probably come to the end of it and think right okay so I'm really equipped to help people grow their business on Instagram because that's a niche where there's not many people doing it but I know that that area inside out and, and I've done it before and I can make money from it so I can use that gift I have and that skill to my clientele and obviously there is a market for people wanting to use Instagram to grow their business so a lot of people try and use it but sometimes they fail you can solve that problem with your knowledge, expertise, your sole purpose, helping you create those, sorry, solve those problems for your client. Mm-hmm. And the reality is you're going to have to, uh, when you start something new, you're going to have to really work at it and really 
expend a lot of energy on the front end in order to get it up and going. Uh-huh. And and failure does happen. You know, it just does, and you have to, yeah. so, you know, uh, power through that or find a way to get get through get through that. And so, one of the things I want to ask you about at this point of our conversation. Uh, Rebecca Louisa is about people and about relationships and is about what fuels you through the challenging times of making this transition. Because one of the, one of the uh, uh, susceptibilities we have to a uh, way of one, the uh, other way of life is that it is a not, it is a known. We may be miserable, but we're a known doing the track that we are setting out to do. And the unknown is the fearful thing about taking some of these risks that you're talking about. But one thing that can help us in that is loving, powerful relationships. So tell me about either your own life or people that you have encountered about how teams, spouses, family, friends, others, uh, co-workers, any part of this that may be helpful, uh, coaches that may be helpful to help us get through and navigate uh, getting through adverse conditions to find this life of, uh, of vict- victoriousness, as you say. I think it's very important that when you set up your first business or when you've really tapped into the sole purpose and want to make this work as a do it the rest of your life, it's important to have a very strong tribe of people around you. So that needs to be a business coach, spiritual coach in certain aspects and friends and family who believe in you and, you know, can see you going through to the end with this business until the rest of your life. Now, one thing that I would say with coaches, obviously a business coach is important to help you set up a business and create a very strong infrastructure. But also it's important, as I mentioned in the book, is to put in this infrastructure, put in the spiritual techniques as well, because they form part of this backbone. And one of these uh, is one I mentioned in the book, which is people have not heard of it maybe as frequently as, say, manifestation, but it's something else. It's called cosmic ordering. So people probably know bits of it, but... But cosmic ordering is very, very useful uh, in terms of helping you uh, achieve what you want to achieve by asking the universe what, for what you want. So cosmic ordering isn't like manifestation where you manifest what you want and you believe in it and you, and you visualize it with a vision board. I mean, that's all, that's, that's manifestation. But cosmic ordering is a little bit different. It's where you ask, you ask the universe what you want and you place an order, so to speak, literally. Um, and the way that my mentor, um, Ellen Watts, um, taught me as I mentioned in the book is that she says what you say is you say what I really want is x for the good of all concerned so a good example is a car park in space <laughs> so I as you probably know whenever ever, any big city it can be a nightmare to get a parking space yes. so she was taught me she said what you do is you say what I really want is to get a parking space upon my arrival to Soho in London for the good of all concerned let it go and then have a nice drive there and a parking space will appear and lo and behold it always does. Mm-hmm. So you build trust with the universe and you're co-creating with the universe. You do the same thing with your business um, to get that off the ground too. And even your personal life as well. It's not just business related, it's everything. So for example, you know, what I really love and what I really love is to go on a date with that really hot guy, uh, James, who went out with yesterday, the good of all concerned. And what I do each morning in my routine is I place my orders each day I want to happen for my business. I always say what I really love and appreciate, what I really want is one of my films to get invited to screen the film festival today for the good of all concerned. Let it go. Then the order comes through like like you're at a restaurant, either an hour later or half an hour later in the day, whatever. But just trust that it's going to come. And that, and when you have that trust, 
You can do anything because you believe in yourself and universe. And together you become this team of massive co-creation. I know you mentioned in some of your um, writings, some of your work about a person named Luis and a cosmic order story. Tell us that story a little bit, how that relates to what you're sharing here about the cosmic order. I love that cosmic order. So with him, he's a wonderful, wonderful spirit, beautiful guy. And we met at a film festival because he was starring in a film that I was representing in 2018 in Arizona. And I was back and forth UK, USA a lot. And he's based in the US. And we have a very strong bond. And then I was in the US for two months. I really wanted him to come over to LA and me to see him to celebrate my birthday. So I placed a cosmic order and I was about to see him at an event um, that evening. And I said, what I would really love and appreciate, what I really want is for myself and Luis to spend uh, time together on my birthday for the good of all concerned. Now, I actually had disbelief with this because he actually lives in uh, Dallas, but I was in L.A. So I was trying to think, well, would he be in L.A. that time or would he come over? I had all these questions, but I thought, well, let me just place it and we'll see what happens. So I kind of forgot all about it because I started to think in my head, let me think about asking him if he can maybe come over to LA, celebrate my birthday. It's a good excuse, a good way to party. It's not too far on the plane journey. I had all these like questions. And then when I saw him, he got out of the Uber. I was like, oh, hey. And he said, oh, how long are you in LA for? I went, um, just under two months now. And he said, oh, I'm going to be in LA in these dates. And I was like, oh, and it was on my birthday week. Okay. And I, oh my God. I said, oh, are you free on this date on my birthday? And he was like, yeah. So then we just met and we had a great time. So the order came together, but there was disbelief, but it shows from that order that um, anything is possible. To believe that it is, because even when you have that doubt, like how, the when, the how, like, can he get there? Is it going to be free? Um, you know, all that kind of stuff, all those questions came in. I put them to one side and just forgot about it, almost disbelief. Mm-hmm. And then it arrived and delivered with me just literally pushing it away. Mm-hmm. So anything is possible yeah so it's kind of a serendipitous type experience that uh, uh something great has happened because you've had expectancy and belief and from a biblical perspective where i come from oftentimes we talk about praying expectantly you not you pray expectantly expecting something good to happen expecting something to be uh in in your benefit and so the spiritual realm can come into play if we allow it to and so yeah that part of allowing it to and kind of helping set things up instead of just kind of being a haphazard letting life come to you, you had, you, you, or you're engaged with you, with your life. And that's why I wanted to talk to you about it for a few minutes. Cause you talk a lot about in your, in your book about techniques and you've mentioned a couple of them, but I'd like for us to unpack that a little bit, a uh, little bit further, Rebecca Louisa about habits, self-disciplines, processes, maybe even a morning routine or an evening routine, or maybe you can unpack a little bit more about the, uh, the, the, the cosmic process that you mentioned, but what are some ways that you might be applicable to people that uh, may be listening to our, uh, in our life right now, maybe feel a little stuck. What are some practical uh, self-disciplines that they, that they could do? Most definitely would be manifesting. So I mentioned was the cosmic ordering is different to manifesting, but you have to kind of manifest in the right way. So in my book, I mentioned about this new way of of manifesting. So when I was in university, when I first started to get into the world of spirituality, I was kind of saying each morning, I am strong. I have a wonderful business. 
I am powerful. So when I was saying that, it was hard for me to believe because I felt like there was something more that I needed to kind of say or something that needed to be reworded. But I kept saying it because that was what magazines said at the time. So I followed what they were doing. And that's all good. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. And then when I met um, one of my team members, one of my spiritual coaches, which is Nand Harjani, uh, who runs Great Life Sciences in Long Beach, he said to me, there's not really anything in these manifestations, a little bit general, a bit vague, it needs to be more specific. So I was like, okay, so it wasn't a cosmic order. So what he said to me is, okay, I can see what you're kind of wanting to say, but let's like flesh it out so that it's thorough. So he taught me um, one to say, which was um, to help me be strong. So I said to him, look, I want to be a really strong businesswoman. I want to really show what I can do and not let anybody who maybe not doesn't like me or is a hater, there's horrible negative people. I want to forget about that and just keep like really, really strong. And he was like, okay, so let's give it a go. So what he said to me was, you need to really say it in a way where change it from, I believe and trust the universe to, it is my intent to have no fear and self-doubt within me and to completely trust the direction the universe is guiding me through for the sake of continuously enchanting and growing my relationships, my business and myself. Now, when I said that, I was like, yeah, yes. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's a different level. But you and had to be coached a little bit to make it more specific and more applicable and more personable, personal to your yes. particular situation. And I'm picking up on that this is what you're advocating to people. When you talk about helping people find their sole purpose, it's kind of a double entendre away. It's you spell S O U L your soul is your inner spiritualized, but really it has to be your soul S O L E too, doesn't it? You know, your personal mm-hmm. purpose in life and you need to sort this out, come to your personal mission statement, your credo, whatever it is for you. And um, mm-hmm. so that's transformative when you get, get on that, isn't it? When that happens. It is because you feel it in your body. And one of the things that, as you mentioned earlier about routines is that I said that every morning and my body felt like I I was believing it and it was what I wanted to say. And you start to co-create that way with the universe. So obviously cosmic ordering basically what is what you really want. You can do it in the moment. You can do it in advance or, you know, you can be really specific. The same with manifestation. Everything needs to be specific is the way that I find you get what, what you want and what you and how you want to help other people and what you want to do for the unit, what you want to do for society and your clients, for example, just being really specific to really help them to get the best from it. And if you have a problem, you ask the universe to help you give you information to solve it so you know what to do and that way you're on the right path. That's how I think you um, surpass and avoid feeling fearful and, and anxiety. I mean, obviously we all get that. But then when you just ask the universe to relax and you're faithful and you trust, it all comes together. The same manifestation, it's like you're co-creating and you're saying it what you want and you're, you know, leaving it when you say it and your body changes and it becomes a routine and also being grateful as well. Mm-hmm. And those affirmations of manifestations, the word manifestation means to make it real. It's not just to say it, it's to kind of make it at a kind of a gut level thing, make it part of who, who that you are. And so, so let's, let's make it real now as best we can as we kind of bring us full circle here, Rebecca Louisa. Uh, your your book is says here it's called Born to Do It, which which is an action orientation there to your book. So I'd like to hear how maybe some folks that you've either worked with in your coaching or through your book or through your sponsors, how has your teaching been able to help some people? Maybe you've seen someone 
or had the experience where someone has been able to manifest something and had some transformation, or maybe they've been able to create a business or, or have some spiritual breakthrough. Tell me about some folks in your life that you've worked with that uh, you may have seen some cool things happen. That was definitely my dear friend, Holly. So she was one of my, not a guinea pig, but say like I began working with her before this book came about and she was stuck in a rut. Like she was doing a job in public relations and it was for a big kind of corporate kind of firm in London. And she was going in every day and she hated it. She hated the, not, just, not the people were nice. It was just the actual work. It wasn't fulfilling her. It was nice to be in like a big glossy magazine, but the work itself behind the scenes, not what it kind of came across on the, on the front of the cover of the magazine. She was getting a very much like, I don't know what to do with it now. I want to carry on. It's just a job, but it gets me in London. So, well, you can get to London anytime you have to be in a job to do that. You can do that whenever you want at an event. So I said, right, what are you passionate about? Because for me, what I see on your social media and your Instagram is that you know inside out uh, colours and fashion and how to wear the right colours to attract the right abundance. But when you go to work, when I see you at lunchtime and meet up and you've been in your job for the morning, you wear different colours and you don't look yourself, something's draining from you. So why don't you just do a business or start a business, do your research to figure out if there's a business here which got a clientele that need help, say, personal styling, which is quite a common thing I'm aware of, sure area. And she researched it and she was like, yeah, there's a lot of people that need this through looking at my Instagram and the questions I get asked and looking online. And there are people that that are stylists, personal stylists, but I have a bit of an edge because my kind of niche is bringing in spirituality because obviously I bring in the right colours and like quantum colours techniques and Marie Diamond does. And I also know about how the right colours harmonise for certain types of jobs. And I was like, well, when you're talking about this, you seem extremely passionate and it's like you're drawn to it. So why don't you just start maybe thinking about doing a business plan for this and see how it goes? And she did it. And now she's just got it off the ground and she looks radiant. Like literally, she knows all these people and she knows those are music stars. She knows loads of people in underground music and they've all been like, you know, first kind of test clients. And this model does work and this niche is working She's going to just keep on on thriving. She's spiritual and she believes in it and she's in herself now and she's left the old job and has more time to develop it. Mm, so, so she, she has found her sole purpose as you. She has. Yeah. I mean, but I always saw it was there and I said, look, I know that you want to keep coming to London and meeting contacts, but the job's not letting you do that. And you can come to London anytime you want from Milton Keynes. It's like, you know, an hour, an hour on the train. So I wouldn't really worry about that. You can come to London anytime. It's not going to go away. I'm going to be in a job for that, you know? And then go into more events we need to be, and that job doesn't let you do that. So now you know how to get you know how to get here. Just now follow your soul. And then when she sat down and meditated, it came to her after that. Oh, that's awesome. And now you've got your book and your your website, which are all helpful resources now to people who want to share what you have to share. So how can people uh, be more connected to you if they want to reach out to you and so on? Tell us a bit about your whatever you want to say about your book and your website that might be helpful to other people like your friend Holly, who are out there who may not have personal access to you, but may be able to uh, get connected to the resources that you offer. Tell us what about how people can get connected to you. So you can connect with me on my website, um, which is RebeccaLouisaSmith.com and also Instagram, which is at born to do it book. If you follow me on that, I'll answer all the queries there. That's just started up that Instagram, but it's got lots of quotes from the book. It's got reviews of the book, images of me doing my sole purpose. But it's really good to follow for daily inspiration and tips. Wonderful, wonderful. We'll put links to all that 
in, uh, in our show notes at drbradmiller.com. Our guest today, it's been a pleasure to have you with us, Dr. Rebecca Louisa Smith, and she has had some great uh, contributions to make here on Beyond Adversity today with Dr. Brad Miller. The name of her book is Born to Do It, Becoming a Leader of a Business Niche Using Powerful Spiritual Techniques. So there you have it, our conversation with Rebecca Louisa Smith from, from RebeccaLouisaSmith.com. And uh, I hope you heard how she talked about how you really can blend practical business skills with spiritual techniques and use them to your advantage to be successful in your business world. Important to know that does not, uh, spirituality and business are not opposite of one another. They can be integrated and interrelated to have success and fulfillment in your life because really what's it all about? It's really about doing what you really want to do with your life, having your dream job that's fulfilling on a spiritual and a financial and a success uh, career level and enjoying what you do. She teaches us how to do that in her book, Born to Do It, Becoming the Leader of a Business Niche Using Powerful Spiritual Techniques. And I commend it to you. Here on the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, we're all about bringing you great guests, great guests like Rebecca Louisa Smith, many others you'll find over on our website, which is drbradmiller.com. We have a free gift for you there, which will help you frame your day for success. Remember, here at Beyond Adversity, we're all about helping you to navigate adverse conditions in your life and to emerge victorious with what we like to call your promised life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. We look forward to hearing from you again soon at drbradmiller.com on the Beyond Adversity podcast, where we remind you and encourage you to keep your promises because there is power in a promise kept. <laughs>